You you would not believe the amount of Amazon boxes that have been appearing in our doorstop uh, over the past few days. And my husband, like when I bring him in, whoa, 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 that's my box. Like, I'm not going to go into the box. I know Christmas is coming and I didn't order anything online because you're the online shopper. But the reality is a lot of people are going to be shopping online this year. And there is a dark side of online shopping. Here to talk about it, Adria Vassal. She is an environmental journalist and managing editor of Corporate Nights magazine and author of the Ecoholic books. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Hey, Kelly. Nice to be on. Uh, I was shocked um, to find out that online shopping has actually uh, affected the amount of things ending up in landfills. Let's talk about how online shopping has affected the volume of returns first. Oh, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, e-commerce returns have basically shot up return rates by 95% over the last five years. And people are just, you know, buying three, returning one, um, because we have free returns. So what's the big deal, right? But there's actually a massive uh, problem to this, and that is that about half of the things that we return don't actually go back on shelves and a lot of that is ending up incinerated or landfilled. Okay, why are companies um, adverse to putting them back up on shelves? I mean, I think it's a head scratcher. You're taking perfectly good um, items and you're ditching them. Well, it really, it, it depends, right? It depends on the company, it depends on the product, but a lot of them will say, well, you know, there might be damage because of an open box or, you know, the, comp- the person who returned it complained that they were defective. Um, and, uh, so a few different issues, but, you know, for some, it's actually just cheaper to toss it because let's say for an item of clothing that costs them, you know, uh, 50 cents to make um, that they sell for 10 bucks, it's actually more expensive for them to pay someone to take the item out, press it, you know, have it fold it back up again and put it back in the box and, and make it look like new, uh, which is, I mean, it's jaw-dropping and it is alarming, really, considering that those are perfectly good items. And there's nothing wrong with them. And way too much of that is just going to waste. And I mean, there's an enormous amount of, like, there's an environmental footprint to everything that's manufactured, right? And a, a lot of, uh, you know, Whatever, if it's a metal, if it's plastics, if, if there's a lot of energy, all kinds of stuff goes into the products that we buy. And, you know, people had to make that and probably weren't paid very well to make it. And, and, and when to think that all that effort goes into it and then it just goes to trash is to upset a lot of people, I think. How much of the idea of devaluing your product actually factors in as well for ditching the product or incinerating it? Like, I, I understand Burberry admitted in 2018 that it had incinerated 90 million pounds worth of clothing and accessories in the previous uh, five years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is actually a big deal, uh, especially for companies that are, um, let's say, you know, like Burberry. Like Luxury. Sarah, like all those. Yeah, all these items, are the, especially clothing, because they manufacture so much uh, in fashion these days. And if you have a lot of items left at the end of the year, they don't really want last year's items out there in the market devaluing their brands. And so mm. they, they feel like, oh, if there's a bunch of cheap leftover Burberry out there, then that just makes us, you know look cheap and they're they're trying to maintain exclusivity they're trying to maintain that illusion of kind of specialness and keep their prices up and that's true for the luxury brands like Burberry but to be honest with you I mean uh, brands like H&M and Walmart and JCPenney have been caught doing the same thing so it's not really just about maintaining exclusivity but they do want to keep um, old products from flooding the market so uh, 
you know, in most cases, they have been just destroying them. It's Uh, such a, I mean, it just says so much about how we're living in a time of excess and so many people have nothing. You know, we are living in this time, especially, you know, in in our part of the world, we have, there's just this issue of hyper-consumerism, right? We're buying so much more stuff than we used to. We're buying like 80, I think it's five times more clothes than we Mm -hmm. used to buy in 1980. Um, And there's just so much stuff at way cheaper prices than they used to be. And so we're tempted to buy more. But, you know, the truth is that it also says a lot about kind of the disposability uh, and the quality of the products that are on the market. Like we all know, you know, that electronics don't last as long as they used to, a toaster oven doesn't last as long, an item of clothing you throw in the wash a few times and starts to fall apart and get bally. And so brands are kind of making more money by selling you a lot of cheap stuff more often. Before, you know, you'd buy a, a shirt and you'd expect it to last you a few years. And, and, and so, you know, this is all really, it says a lot. Uh, I think it brings up a bigger conversation about kind of the ethics of this hyper-consumer economy that we're in mm-hmm. and you know also corporate responsibility because we have brands just churning out so much crap that we don't really need that's really destined for landfill way too soon and and i mean it's 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 got to stop because the planet can't really keep up with us just essentially taking resources and throwing them in the garbage okay well, there's got to be fixed to it i mean there's so many there's always a solve to a problem you look at the problem yep. you look at ways of solving it i want to start off with the uh, retailer because what happens a lot of times i'm sure they don't want to ditch a product because somebody bought three of them tried on one and it's the magic you know it's like the mama bear the baby bear the you know daddy bear and this one's just right situation so they want to kind of avoid that because they're not they they don't have to pay for the returns because they're going to stop you know uh, they're going to foot the bill for you to return it if it's a free return exactly. a lot of companies are turning towards these showrooms is that a way to fix it you know like canada goose announced we're not going to have any product in their store you won't be able to buy anything from our store but you can come in and try on all the different types of canada goose and then you could buy online you know what that, that is a great idea just in terms of actually making sure people tr- Try on their size. Decide what fits you before you actually buy it, like we used to when we go, went into a regular old clothing change room, right? I mean, online, you end up buying three of the same pants and then returning two, um, and that's costing us. So having these showrooms, letting people try things out before they buy, uh, it's actually a really old-fashioned idea, but bringing it back, making sure people do this is super important. Um, you're also seeing some companies behind the scenes actually reach out, reach out to retailers and say, hey, we'll take your old stuff, H&M. We'll take your old stuff, Star. We'll take your old stuff, you know, whoever it might be, and we will take the logos off of it. We'll take the tags out and mm-hmm. cut it out, and then uh, donate to charity. So we and are they know, going for that? Uh, and actually, more of them are because they were caught. You know, with their pants down. Basically, they're caught red-handed, and they're they're uh, it, it, they have a, they're facing major PR backlash. So you will see brands now doing more of that for sure, and they're asking for recycling certificates from companies uh, like Dbrand and BC, which will help you if you want to recycle. Um, your old products you don't want on the shelves and um, they'll give a portion to charity. And there's a, a sure, and that buys goodwill as well because they it look does. like they're environmentally friendly and that's on a lot of people's minds. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's, consumers are, are pushing back. They, you know, when, when we find out about this kind of thing, it, it, it 
really disgust people. So they, mm-hmm. I think it's getting back to the brand. They know it. They hear it on Twitter. They're hearing it on Facebook. You know, uh, they're hearing it today even. And, and I'm so happy you're on the show because I have a lot of friends that actually shop for clothes online. And I, I've always maintained that I don't like that because I'm, I'm a very tactile person. I like to go and I like to feel the fabric. I like to see how it's made. I like to see how the, the garment hangs on my body. So I'm a trier honor. I want to touch the thing. They will uh, order online. And I think that the, the darker side of online um, ordering and online shopping is this. And, and these are people that are conscious and people that want, that have no idea that this is going on, that would never buy three items online if they knew that this practice was happening. I know there are other solves, though. What, what is your other suggestion of how we avoid adding to mountains of um, just return product that's really great going on, um, you know, into the landfill? I mean, you know what I would love to see in Canada? I would love everyone who's who's really irritated by hearing about this news, about the returns getting landfilled. I'd love for them to contact the local politicians and ask Canada to bring in a ban like they have brought in in France, which is basically um, France this summer announced that they're going to be bringing in a ban on destroying unsold consumer products. So they realized that it was like almost a billion dollars worth of stuff was being thrown away and destroyed. That was perfectly good. Um, They're cracking down on it. And they're telling makers of clothes, electronics, you know, even cosmetics saying, look, by 2021 or 2023, um, they're figuring it out right now. They're going to make it mandatory for those products to be either reused or recycled. Uh, It's going to be the law. So it would be amazing. How do they enforce that? Well, uh, you know, France has done all kinds of interesting bans. They're the ones, the first ones who actually banned grocers from throwing out old food. Of course, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to, you know, catch everyone who still continues to do it, but they do send around, you know, inspectors and it's spot checking system, right? You know, but it's not going to catch everyone or prevent everyone from throwing it away. But um, having it the law at least at least makes it easier for you to kind of hold companies accountable Mm -hmm. than they are just landfilling stuff. You also mentioned the idea of, you know, going to to buy uh, uh, vintage clothing is probably a good way of saving the environment as well. Uh, Yeah, you know what, that's probably one of the top solutions, really. We don't, especially as people buy so many clothes, there are Mm -hmm. a lot of great clothing that are, you know, you'll find in secondhand stores. And actually, I saw an article in the LA Times talking about how uh, secondhand Clothing shopping is actually one of the hottest trends of the season, which is kind of funny. Uh, you know, for those uh, for those people who are like, "Well, my mom always made me do it when I was a yeah. kid because we didn't have money." You know, but uh, now it's actually um, uh, you know growing in popularity. It's becoming cool, and that's a great thing because you know uh, whatever reason gets you to the secondhand store, um, it is actually such a major factor in terms of reducing that impact and uh, making sure that old stuff gets used. Up. Well, as you say, we're we're such consumers, and we're we have such an appetite for new things a lot of the times people don't get to wearing the thing more than once or twice so you you know and then they you know give it away they you know the the secondhand shops are changing you don't have that smell that hits you in the face that funk that hits you in the face <laughs> you used to have when yeah. you'd shop in them when you were in your 20s you know like back exactly. in the day of you know kensington market you just that old old leather funky old man smell i call it it I just know, boom know. right yeah. in the head it, it we don't have that anymore i was actually at a really great secondhand store cons- i think it's a part consignment store but it was in guelph 
Um, and I was shopping with a friend and never go shopping with someone of the same size or taste as you. Cause you're going to be really jealous when they put on something that looks great. She got like a pair of two, literally, literally $250 jeans that someone maybe wore three times for $10. Oh my God. Exactly. And we knew exactly. the value of them. And she's like, are can you imagine this? Can you, can you believe this? And I'm thinking, no, I can't believe you picked them up before I could get my grubby hands on them. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know what? It, it actually also tells us that we're we're all buying so much stuff that we, you know, we don't really need. We're buying things that, you know, I have some things in my closet that still have a tag on it, and it's partly because I ordered it online and it came, and I thought, wow, this looks so much better on the Uh-oh. website, and I didn't want to. Wait a minute, it, you're so shopping so online. You're supposed to be the conscious one amongst us. You know, well, you know what? Actually, this it's funny because I had done a bit of online clothing shopping a few years ago because I thought, oh, this, the United States they have. These amazing eco-friendly clothing brands, uh, more than in Canada. So uh, it was maybe two years ago, I thought, okay, I'm going to support this clothing company out of California and see what they've got. And I ordered three things from them. And sadly, two of them didn't look like what they looked like on the website. Mm. And I stopped doing it because I thought, this is the problem. You know, uh, right. you don't get what you paid for. You don't see what you're paying for. And we're all buying stuff that we don't really need. Clearly, we don't need it if it's still got a tag in it. But luckily, I, you didn't send it back because it's not nope. going to landfill. So are there any conscious... Uh, brands that we should environmentally conscious brands beyond the one you were talking about, the eco-friendly one, but the ones that guarantee, look, we're going to put these back on the shelf. We'll do it as, as as on our virtual shelf as a discount. Like, do you know of any of those? Well, we're starting to, uh, you know, hear about brands that are cracking down. And I mean, even like the Burberry's have said, oh, we promise we're not going to burn them anymore. And now we're going to really try and do reuse and recycling and so on uh, before we actually, you know, incinerate anything. Um, so pretty much the brands that have been caught are probably the ones who are doing the most <laughs> on it now. But some of the most conscientious brands are actually the outdoor kind of um, uh, sporting good kind of brands like Patagonia and even North. Face uh, North Face has started up a a, uh, a factory that just uh, collects collects fixes and resells gear. Um, That's good from like Prana, uh, Icebreaker, and all these other brands. Uh-huh. Actually, helping other brands um, make sure goods get fixed and resold. Uh, Patagonia as well is doing the same thing. I mean, they actually have started their own secondhand store. Warren, I think it's Warnware as well as a recrafted collection. So taking items that maybe people returned because they were defective, and then they're actually cutting them up, making them into new clothes. Uh, so, you know, the, and then, of course, like there's all kinds of great, one thing I, you know, I want people to do is to support their local independent retailers still because you'll see they're closing up shop left, right, and center. Right, you can and, go in, you can try them on, you'll know if they look good on you or not, and then you don't have to return them. Exactly. That's the thing. We immediately cut out waste. Even, you know, of course, I, I, I like to see people go to, you know, little eco-friendly clothing stores like Logan and Finley on Clean West or Chartreuse Style that are specifically sell, like, uh, you know, sustainable fabrics. But, mm-hmm. you know, just supporting the small brands, the small stores on your street uh, will cut out a lot of waste and, and it's a, it makes a difference over the holiday season. I really appreciate the time you took today to tell us a little bit about this. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day.